Hey, it's Mo Ari. And Tiffany. And you're listening to the Hashtag Love Goals podcast. Before we get into this episode, I just want you to remember that every human, regardless of identity, needs these three things, belonging, authenticity, and love. And after a decade of partnership, we've learned to co-create these things and so much more. So from wherever you're listening, we're going to go on a journey of becoming our own hashtag love goals. Now let's get into this episode. Hey, it's the hashtag love goals podcast with Mo Ari and Tiffany. And we are so happy to have another episode with you guys. Um, we're going to talk a little bit today about tradition, um, yes. particularly as it relates to millennials and how we're able to navigate um, breaking some of those traditions, also having been raised in some of these traditions. Um, and I, I'm going to just jump right in there. Yeah. We got married in 2018, you know, November 2018, beginning of the of, of the month. I would say by Thanksgiving, we were getting questions about when are you having a baby? Yeah. When are you buying a house? Yeah. When are you, um, all of these things traditionally that would be yeah. like, okay, after yeah. you get married, have a baby. Yeah. After you get married, build a house. Like yeah. all of these things that I think we both were like, uh, we're not trying to check a box. Not trying to check a box. Yeah. We're trying to enjoy our relationship. You know, yeah. we in this honeymoon phase right now. And so, um, I feel like this was one time that it, it yeah. has happened. I mean, we've yeah. had a kid now, and now there's the questions of, well, when you having the next one? And I'm like, Can well, we? y'all need to slow um, down. Yeah. yeah. And so those are just some examples of how we've encountered traditional mm-hmm. ideas or questions just yeah. in our relationship from the yeah. beginning of us even being married. And yeah. I think they probably happened. Yeah. Uh, pre being married. Yeah. Um, and so we really just want to dive into like mm-hmm. some of these traditions, how we're actively trying to, um, combat some of them. Some of them are amazing and beautiful and things that we still want to take pieces of. Yeah. Um, and some of these we want to rework a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. so Mo, would you like to talk a little bit more about like, yeah. how we are viewing tradition, mm-hmm. um, in our, relationship and I think maybe yeah. then broader like millennials and tradition yeah. and like what that has been like for us yeah I I will have to start by saying that I am a person that really bucks against tradition yeah. I don't like it I think on a visceral level I'll just mm-hmm. be like no I'm not doing it <laughs> and I think I've had to come more toward the center because you're a very nostalgic person yeah. so you are like all into like everything that has already been done ever yeah. you know and so so those things end up being very important mm-hmm. to you having a lot of value mm-hmm. so i'll say that yeah um but i'm also thinking not just about holidays and events mm-hmm. or tradition mm-hmm. in that sense mm-hmm. but just thinking about the nuances like how you decide to raise a child mm-hmm. or you know where you decide to you know live Uh, we moved from Chicago where I lived my entire life. And I think if you would have asked me five years ago, I would have said that I expect to raise a child in Chicago. I probably would have named my child Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Like that would have probably been the thing, but I've had to allow myself to grow, to expand, to Mm -hmm. change. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's been hard for like my parents. It's been hard for anybody that expected me to stay with, stay with the family in Chicago Um, I think so many people are probably facing those kinds of 
expectations from family members. Mm. I think that that's a big one. Mm. I w- I just want to echo that everything you just said. I feel the same. I am not from Chicago. I'm from South Carolina, where everyone stays there. Everyone, no one moves away, and so I definitely have the same experience of like leaving. South Carolina, where everybody always stays and raising a child somewhere else and not returning home. Yeah. So I just wanted to add that in there. And I would say, even before we had a kid, you just hadn't returned home. No. And that was a big thing for them. I think that that impacted some of the dynamics Mm -hmm. of me getting really close to my um, in laws. And I think that we've like really grown and I have those relationships now but in the beginning it was more challenging and I think a big part of that was they were wondering who this Mo Ari thought he was that Tiffany is not coming home Yeah, Uh, Yeah. like what is he doing Mm -hmm. what spell does he have (laughs) I mean she's splitting holidays now for this person why right (laughs) right I mean it's a big leap I think Mm -hmm. for people when you start uh, building home and relationship mm-hmm. with another person yep. because now they have to share their love and they weren't ready. Mm-hmm. You know, we had, we got married. You were, were you 26 when we got married? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and so I was a year older than yeah, that. Right. Uh, but for some reason, 26 seems so much younger than 27. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm-hmm. wow. Like, <laughs> um, and so they weren't expecting us to be making this kind of move right. that early. Right. Right. Um, I even asked your mom recently, do you, did you think you'd have a grandchild right yeah. now? And she's like, no, I thought it would have been later. <laughs> and I'm like, well, how much time do we have? Yes, I'm you knocking know? on 30's door, man. Not to mention that our parents <laughs> have all had their kids by the time right. they're our age. Exactly. Right? Maybe not like quite like I can't. But at think. least two of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Right absolutely mm-hmm. so that's crazy to think that they are like you know i didn't think it would be this early um yeah i think it's some a challenge which i think a lot of this has to do with the challenge of seeing us grow up absolutely and you instill these traditions in mm-hmm. your children for so long and then they grow up and they want to move away and go to college yeah. or they want to start their own traditions and that's the crazy part yeah and i wonder when you think so I'm going to ask this. Mm-hmm. When do you think that, okay, I'm going to just be bold. When do you think that we're grown enough to make our own traditions? Woo! <laughs> I'm going to make somebody grandma mad. What? Oh, <laughs> when my. do you think that we're grown enough to make our own traditions? Is it like once you have a kid or is it that once you get married, that really is you know, a time where you start Mm. making those traditions or is it before that? Like, what would you say the indicator is to really kind of to make that stand with your family? Well, I would say that I feel like when I've really gotten to the heart of things that I've challenged tradition wise, it's not always the tradition itself. It's Mm. some meaning that the tradition has or something deeper than just Every fourth Sunday, we meet at grandma's house and have dinner. Yeah. It's not always that thing. It's like, we like family to come together Mm -hmm. outside of something sad. Or we like this thing. And so, I would just encourage that as we begin to combat some of these traditions and rework them, to understand why they started and what the meaning is behind it. Right? Like, every year... 
your mom is a, is born around it's Christmas Eve, yeah. right? So every year she has this amazing birthday party slash Christmas Eve celebration, right? It's been the pandemic and it's been very limited. We haven't been able to go. A yeah. lot of the family hasn't been able to go. And we appreciate it and love this tradition beforehand. But I think now we really are able to understand that she wants all of her children and grandchildren around on that day, right? Yeah. Like that is what matters to her. It doesn't, yeah. I mean, she loves the party, I'm sure. Yeah. She loves all these things, but at the heart of it, yeah. I really want my family around me. And I would have never known that <laughs> because she doesn't, she yeah. never has said that. Exactly. I think it took us not having that experience and she's still celebrating with other people. Mm-hmm. So when she said it out loud to me where she was like, yeah, it just wasn't the same because, you mm-hmm. know, none of you all were there. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we matter that much. Yeah. Not that I didn't know Absolutely. that I mattered. Absolutely. It was just something about her saying that this is the thing that makes that day special um it definitely changes your viewpoint on it to a degree it does Um, that's an example of a tradition that you could you don't mind keeping around right there are other things though that have to go right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so let's say for instance like um there are so many people in our generation that are marrying all different kinds of people that their parents wouldn't expect right Right. they bring home right Mm -hmm. that's been our experience (laughs) so many other people's experience right uh, how do we break free from the expectations mm-hmm. of what of other people? Yeah. How do we just love who we want to love? Yeah. And how we want to live in that right. without those kinds of expectations? How do you even have those conversations? I mean, I it's real work. I think it again is understanding what is behind whatever your family perceives as what tradition should be. Mm-hmm. What is behind that? allowing yourself the opportunity to say, you know, I understand that that is what, you know, you like, you feel, but this is a tradition I want to start, or this is a way that I want to create this sort of tradition with my, my family here. Yeah. Um, and to invite them into that. Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes our parents see us, they, you know, they see us, we grow up and we move mm-hmm. away and we start our families and they're like, well, where's my place in that? Yeah. Where do I fit in? Yeah. And, Sometimes they just, I feel like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because they low-key like back-back a little bit. But I think creating an atmosphere where you say, we want to start this this tradition, you can be a part of it. Like, you can be in that. Now, Mm -hmm. I will continue to say that having the conversations, though, can be very difficult Mm -hmm. because people are stuck in their ways. The way tradition is set up is that we continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Sometimes we don't even know why. Yeah. Um, you included. Yeah, me included. <laughs> and so we feel like that's how it's always been done. Yeah. That's how it has to continue to be done. Yeah. Um, and so I think when we have those conversations, really, again, being vulnerable, mm. um, I'm starting this life with this person. We really want to do this tradition. I honor this, the place that this tradition has had in my life. I also, it, it hasn't really meant this to me right Right. like and i feel like i want to rework it a little bit and i want you to be a part of it yeah and i'm welcoming you to be a part of it and i also need you to respect it whether you're going to be a part of it or not yeah um so it's like one of those kind of crucial conversations while Mm -hmm. being an adult while because your parents are always going to see you yeah as like 
probably their little baby. And to your earlier point of like, when is it okay to break away? Yeah. I don't think it's ever wrong to start your own tradition. It's yeah. very hard. I feel like as you get older and you become more sure of yourself and, you know, maybe you start your family and things like that, then you feel more confident mm-hmm. to kind of break away from it. But as long as it feels right for you, yeah. I think definitely have the conversation and invite them in. I think yeah. we do ourselves a disservice, even if we're like, oh my God, they're not going to be accepting of this thing if I offer this. Yeah. Sometimes they just want that invitation. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not always the case because sometimes yeah. they just say whatever they want to say and they make it known that they don't want to be a part of it. But sometimes they really do and they could yeah. potentially be waiting on an invitation. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking so much about the, the moments where people, you invite them in and they don't really want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And we've had so many friends who've had that experience. We've had that experience. People coming to weddings or not coming to weddings, like all kinds of things, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that sets up, I mean, it sets up so much pain and hurt, right? it does. In those family dynamics. And so how, I I wish that I knew or I had the magic wand. We talk Mm -hmm. about the magic wand in therapy a lot. We'll say like, if I could wave a magic wand, what would you want to be different? Mm -hmm. I wish if I could wave a magic wand. That I can make it so that people, their families would release them of these expectations mm. and just really be a part of their joy and their relationship. That part. And that's not always the case. So mm-hmm. for those people who have these experiences where their family members choose not to show up and participate in these new traditions, mm-hmm. I've been really sitting with like how to be okay. Like, how do you help other people to be okay? Like, what would you say to them? Mm. And this is genuinely I'm asking and I'm, you know... I don't really have an answer right now for that. Yeah. I mean, it is hard. I am a cancer. So family means so much to me. Like it is one of the top things that like I really attach myself to. Like it's one of the loves of my life, I'll say. Um, So it's very hard to want your family Mm. to want to be a part of new traditions mm-hmm. that you're starting. It is very difficult to want mm-hmm. them to release you from certain expectations and traditions and they won't. Yeah. Um, I think I have had to get good with having very, very, very challenging conversations mm-hmm. multiple times sometimes. Yeah. Like not even just one time, but multiple times. Um, and to really also embrace the people that I do have, you know, you in this instance, I'll say like, you can look everywhere for all the external stuff. I can look for all of these people in my family or all these people in my friend groups to be there. And I have this amazing support system in my partner, maybe some chosen family that I have really great support in that I'm able to lean on at least to get me through that healing process. Sometimes family comes around and they come back and say, you know, I really want to be a part of your life and I want to release you from this expectation. And sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. And I have so much empathy for people where they don't. And I really, Mm -hmm. um, that's again, where I'll encourage you leaning into the supports that you do have. Mm -hmm. I know it won't ever replace, you know, let's say your favorite uncle or whoever it is that you're really wanting that from. 
Well, I think you're getting at something that's important yeah. for us to talk about is, is, you know, when we're working toward creating our own lives, mm-hmm. creating our own love, you know, our, our own traditions. Mm-hmm. And I want to start even at just like single people, right? Mm-hmm. You're still working toward creating yeah. your own love, mm-hmm. um, and creating your own goals mm-hmm. and being your own person. Mm-hmm. And so by the time you get into a relationship, you know, you start a family or yeah. anything like that, um, when is that moment yeah. that happened for you, maybe, where you integrated that I am your family? Because I heard you say, like, mm-hmm. my family is so important to me, but I don't know that I've always felt like you understood or felt like or saw mm-hmm. me as family. What was mm-hmm. that p- pivotal moment that shifted me into the frame, your frame around tradition or mm-hmm. or shifted our relationship into this yeah. space that was once occupied by your family of origin? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wish I could say that it was November 3rd, 2018 when we got married or even before that. Right. But I can honestly say that it was not until we had our daughter that I really integrated. Wow. This is my family. Right. Yeah. Um, so much of my life, I was daughter, sister, like all of these things within my own nuclear and extended family. And so it never clicked that my partner who I was married to, like we was a family, like we were a unit. Mm-hmm. Like I still felt like the daughter here, yeah. partner here. And that yeah. because of all types of family dynamics and things that were yeah. happening, they didn't really come together. Yeah, And it wasn't until we had our daughter that I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. We're a family. Like we're yeah. a unit here. Um, and I think if I'm honest, if I was able to recognize earlier on yeah. the fact that we the two of us were a family, I would have been able to work through some things pre-baby. Yeah. I don't regret it. I mean, I not that I don't regret it, but I feel like it was necessary it's for okay the work for regrets. it to have been. Yeah. For it to have been done like that. But I didn't, I don't think that I saw us as a family until Nova came. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could feel that. Yeah. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. want you to say it out loud. I, <laughs> I think, you know, that was a, such a challenging time for us because as we're trying to build our own tradition, I think the birth of a child is one big area yeah. where you have a lot of traditions around that, mm-hmm. that you get to create what we even wanted that moment to look like. Um, and it was of course happening in the middle of 2020. So that complicated mm-hmm. stuff, but I think it was hard having conversations with you even about what it could look like because you were hyper fixated. If I might say hyper fixated mm-hmm. on what it should look like. So it's almost like tradition is like wrapped up in expectations Yes, and expectations are not co-created. Nope expectations are passed from one person to the next mm-hmm. um, and, and you're almost being told to or forced to accept it yeah. versus getting any kind of seat at the table. It's like our laws in this country. They were created in the 1700s at some point <laughs> and we're still being spoon fed those mm-hmm. laws mm-hmm. and ordinances yeah. like they're relevant to who we are today. Mm-hmm. And that's a real challenge that we're facing like right now. So we don't want to take that as a mm-hmm. model, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's not that tradition is bad. It means that every every so often, every generation, we need to come back and review yeah. 
what has already been done, yeah. what worked and what didn't work mm-hmm. and then change it. Right. And we don't need to leave that to other people's power. We yeah. need to really be regulating that for ourselves. Yeah. So I like that as an analogy, but really making it like relevant to our relationship. Mm-hmm. It feels like we couldn't leave those traditions just let we couldn't let them just rest in what our parents yeah. think or what our grandparents think. Mm-hmm. We can take their uh, advice. Yeah. We can hold on to it, value their wisdom, mm-hmm. take what works and what doesn't work yeah. because our journey is ours alone. Yeah. But I think that that was really a struggle. Mm-hmm. And I won't, I won't even pretend like I wasn't also struggling. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think I was quite as verbal about mm-hmm. the ways in which I wanted things to stay the same. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the pandemic forced us mm-hmm. like it was coming at a time where we were entering parenthood and there were yeah. so many I personally had so many expectations about what that time would look like yeah I had so many ideas about traditions that had happened in my family or traditionally this was what happens for the birthing person or all of these yeah. things but then you have a pandemic like that is front and center yeah. regardless of whether you live yeah. four hours 12 hours away from your family you're in the middle of a pandemic yeah. Yeah. I we were at the point where you might not have even been able to be in the birthing room, right? right? And so there were so many things I had to reconcile even there. Mm-hmm. And then to even add on the family stuff, the traditions or the, the ways I thought things had to be, it was like a real reckoning that was mm-hmm. very upsetting and oftentimes mm-hmm. very dysregulating for me. Yeah, yeah. Very. Yeah. Oof. It's so interesting just thinking about like and I'm smiling because our 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 lived experiences have been so different. Mm-hmm. Even there's this beauty of that you learn about people through their mm-hmm. expectations. Yeah. So I'm gonna let you in a little bit. Yeah. So when I'm witnessing you as like having these kinds of expectations, mm-hmm. there's something that tells me that you expected those things because that's how they they have been. So that's mm-hmm. like. That's on the head. Yeah. But it is profound when you really sit with that. Like your experience was that you you were wanting to be a part of a tradition, almost like a matriarchal lineage mm-hmm. of like women that would come together around the birth of a child. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I have been robbed of my right of passage, yeah. right? And my lived experience was completely opposite of that. And I think we've talked about that yeah, in, like, in previous episodes. Yeah. But there's a real challenge for me then, and we're when we're co-creating tradition yeah. to find any value in that. And so I think that that was a real struggle for me, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't make me right at all. Yeah. It actually means that I just, you know, lack the ability to co-create, mm-hmm. and I don't think that that's good either. Mm-hmm. But I think we were both kind of doing, responding from what we had experienced. Yeah. And for me, it was like, well, I don't have all of that. Yeah. That's not necessary. She right. needs to just rely on me. Right. Not valuing what all that meant yeah. for you as a rite of passage. Right, right. And that your traditions that you want to sustain from your family mm-hmm. of origin don't have to take away from what we're creating. Could they right. both not happen simultaneously right. outside of a pandemic? Right. That'd be a question that I would revisit now. Yeah. Like if we decided to have another child. Yeah. I, I don't think that I would um be as sad that you were like longing so much for this other mm-hmm. these other presences yeah. 
you know, they couldn't be there, I would have never stopped them from coming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would have been like totally on board Mm -hmm. with it. But there was this longing that you had that made me sad. Like, I was like, why am I not enough? It had nothing to do with me. Right. It was that you wanted your rite of passage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You wanted all of these things that, you know, that you felt like should have been coming to you as your inheritance almost. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, you know, tradition for you was like, I get to experience this thing as a part of this family. Right. So I don't know if you ever felt like you weren't even a part of your family in some mm-hmm. ways by not having had that tradition. Because rites of passage often signal people's inheritance or entrance mm-hmm. into a particular role in their community. Yeah. I'll stop talking there. but I mean, you bring up a really good point because I feel like this is something that I've grappled with mm-hmm. a lot in my own individual work and own individual therapy. And... In some regards, I feel like I've been able to work through that and I've had my grief about it and I've, you know, been able to really move to a place of acceptance. Yeah. But then on the other hand, I have talked about like some sort of ritual or tradition, Mm. even if it's not that particular thing that I wanted that would commemorate or signify that meaning there for me. Yeah. So much of it is not, I want that exact thing how it was done. It's like, I want what that meant. I want the feeling that was behind it. And so I still very much feel like that is um, another piece of my healing there to commemorate that in some way. And I can get creative about what that looks like. And it can be done at, you know, at any point, probably should do it soon. Um, But I, there were some ways I was like, man... I don't feel like I got what everybody else got. Um, But that makes me want to challenge you a little bit that you, I mean, you know, I honor that that healing still Mm -hmm. needs to take place. And I wonder if the healing is actually what you think it is. Mm. You know, like I wonder, you know, if a part of you needing that healing comes from still feeling like you didn't get something that other people got. Like Mm -hmm. you just said, Mm -hmm. that's like, there's a little bit of comparison there. Still that should have, Mm. could have, would have, right? Like not the acceptance of what is the healing comes from being present with what is and honoring that. Mm. That's like how traditions get made. Yeah. I mean, you're making a really great point because I feel like even more recently, some of the conversations that I've had with family and friends, you know, we'll end up having a conversation or something that is said. And I like burst out into tears. Yeah. Because and it, it makes me a little bit even emotional now because it's, I'm like, oh, my God, I needed that. Yeah. Like. Whereas years ago or even months ago, I would have been like, I need you to show up in this way, just like that. Yeah. But then I end up having this very healing conversation and I'm like, oh my God, I just needed you to say that. And all you had to do to receive that was to be present and accept the moment as it is. Not try to curate the perfect experience. Exactly. And I think that's why I'm sitting here like, maybe... The healing is and in I, that acceptance. Right. And I feel like something in me feels what you're saying because I've brainstormed sessions worth of time with my therapist. Like, what, what could a ritual look like? What would this commemorate? And nothing feels right. like it's getting right. at the thing. And I'm I'm offering this because when I think about the flip, yeah. there's so much that we end up gaining from that. Mm. So like I always say, practice what you preach. Yeah. So if in our generation, we're going to have our parents 
accept us mm. for who we are fully, yeah. right? Authentically, whether right. you're queer, straight, whoever yeah. you are, right? And we're going to have them show up to our weddings and we're going to have them like participate in our children's lives in a way that's healthy, mm-hmm. like, right? Like all the conversations that need to be had. We need them to accept things as they are, not how they should be, could be, would be, how they want them to be. So if we're going to ask them to do that, we also have to do that. That's where the healing comes. Mm. And so we have to like really align and practice that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that just to you. I'm taking Mm -hmm. my own medicine. Mm -hmm. I will go home Mm -hmm. and process like the things that I'm working through that Mm -hmm. also I still, I think I still think about things and I'm like, oh. Even this thing happened to me that, you know, I didn't want to happen even with traumas. And it's like, okay, these things happened. They don't have to be my whole life. I accept them as they are. Right. Or as they were. Mm -hmm. I'm integrating that. Mm -hmm. And then I get to create from here what I actually want my life to look like. Right. We get to co-create when we actually come to the table. By those family members not showing up to a wedding, they don't get to participate in the actual love process. They actually disengage from the relationship. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Relationships don't have to be broken like that. But right. so many of us find us ourselves in these broken relationships because we stepped out of a tradition. Mm. Now this person doesn't talk to this person or that person doesn't like that you have mm. a white partner and you're black. Like mm. it's a it's lot. So much. Yeah. Because we decided to do something different. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna stop in this generation being, you know, isolating ourselves from family members breaking relationships just because people are different the truth is that we're all different right that's like why we're here Mm -hmm. um is to offer different unique perspectives right and maybe tradition shouldn't stand for being the same yeah absolutely you're absolutely right and i i love what you were saying about like being present and accepting what is as long as we don't accept what is like, if as long as you don't accept another person for who the heck they choose to love, yeah. like, you know, how they choose to get married, how they choose to conceive, like whatever the thing is, as long as you don't accept that, you can never really fully be present with them or in relationship with them, yeah. you yeah. know, and I'm speaking for myself. I've had many hurts, pain, all types of things that have come up with people in my life, family, friends, all types of things. It was not until the moments where I was like, you know what? I've been hurt. Yeah. This deeply mm-hmm. hurt my feelings. Yeah. I have so much pain around this that yeah. I was able to say, okay, this is what it is. Yeah. Let's work through it. Yeah. As long as I ignored it and said, we're good it's nothing happening here we don't have the crucial conversations yeah we don't talk about the things that need to get talked about you're unfulfilled i'm unfulfilled why are we even in relationship yeah i very much have appreciated the renewed relationships that i've had with people yeah that i was able to accept Mm -hmm. where we were Mm -hmm. move through it work through it heal it we have a so much better of a relationship now absolutely better than i could have ever imagined and i just i feel so grateful and that was only because i was able to accept it and be mm-hmm. present yeah absolutely that's a whole word it's nothing else left to be said i'm just gonna you know pause myself there do yeah. you feel complete too i feel complete i feel like there's when you talk about tradition, there's a lot of things yeah. to talk about here. Um, but I, I feel complete. I feel complete. And I think, you know, I would just leave by saying that 
tradition, there are things that we can take from tradition that don't mm-hmm. have to be bad. Yeah. Some traditions, however, they yeah. need to be nixed completely. Yeah. We can rework some of them. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's people you want in your life, invite them. They yeah. might not accept the invitation, but inviting yeah. them and being vocal about wanting them there. Yeah. Um, is really important. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it just felt like there's no follow up. <laughs> I think that you really hit the nail on the head. And, yeah. you know, I'm really, just grateful that we had this conversation because I heard things that I needed to hear mm. for the first time or just for the first time I'm really yeah. opening my ears to listen. But it gives me a lot of ideas, a lot of insight into what we can do in this generation mm-hmm. to change some things about how we love, yeah. how we um, support our family members in catching up mm-hmm. to speed. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, sometimes when you're dealing with people older than you, they really had a lot of life that yeah. they lived before okay. you. And it takes them a little longer to catch mm-hmm. up, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so we're, we, if we can offer them that level of compassion, we yeah. can offer ourselves that level of compassion, I think we can really, really grow yeah. and heal some stuff mm-hmm. in this generation so our kids don't have to. Yeah. Um, that's a big part of yeah. why we're having these conversations now. Absolutely. So we don't go and repeat the same things to our kids Absolutely. that were done to us. Right. Um, so this is the work of self accountability. Yes. I'm just really, really grateful that we had this conversation. So grateful. Uh, so we're pausing right there. This has been hashtag Love Goals Podcast with Mo Ari and Tiffany. Have a great day. Bye. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want your question featured in an upcoming episode of the hashtag Love Goals Podcast, go ahead and send your question to lovegoalspodcast at gmail.com. Check out our website at lovegoalspodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at lovegoalspodcast. We look forward to hearing from you soon.